opportunity to bring Dolores in, and uh, I think Dolores at the moment needs no introduction in a lot of circles. Her expertise speaks for itself. Um, but what a great opportunity when we're doing our program around mental health and well-being, that we have someone that is considered to be an expert in her field to give you some of the answers that I know you probably never have had from some of the people that probably should have given you those answers. And, you know, and, I, and I hold um, you know, the, the medical agency within the military itself, I hold those directly responsible for, for not providing some of that information. I know the journey of veterans and I know where they've been at the level of the Gulf. And so this is a great opportunity for you to get some great answers to some of the questions that I know that, that, that you've, you've got going on in your heads. So who, who would like to, to start with asking a question? Yeah. Well, Dean, just give us a little bit on, on, on which cat badge you were. And yeah, so I'm ex-Randed Air Guards, nine year veteran, right. nine year service, sorry. Um, and I just want to take it back to 91 or 1990. Um, I was serving out in Northern Ireland at the time, just coming towards the end of a six month tour. And we, there was two of us that were pulled out of Northern Ireland to go and join the regiment out in the Gulf. Um, we actually threw out, I believe it was New Year's, New Year's Eve, uh, we threw out there. And once, like I say, as soon as we landed, it was literally straight to Aldebar Airport, 10th City. And we were literally lined up. And there was medics left, right, left, right, all the way down. And literally as you walked through, and, and this can be seen on YouTube. Yeah. Injection after injection after injection after injection. There was no reason why, but at that age, you're 18, 19, you don't question why. You just have the injection, and then we were given three days to recover from the injections. Where witness people being sick, having the wounds, um, headaches, severe headaches. You know, and, and like I say, it took most people a week to get over, and some people even then never got over. The injections, um, and it weren't until way after we come back from there that we started to see a lot of people get affected. Now, me myself, further down in life, <coughs> I got diagnosed with frontal temporal lobe dementia. I've got lesions all over my kidneys, lesions all over my yes. liver. My son was born with an abnormal shaped head, yes. and my daughter was born with curvature of the spine. Now, none of these um, diagnoses of myself or my kids, they've never been in the family. There's mm -hmm. no dementia in the family whatsoever. So it's not genetic. So are you aware of what was in any of these injections or vaccines yeah. at the time? Um, how many vaccines did you say, would you think you got? Well, I, I would say around about, in total, anything up to 15 injections. Well, vaccines. Vaccines, vaccines. yeah. <laughs> So you should know, did they give you the information leaflet for what was the vaccines? Do you have there that? There is no information. Not Nothing at all? Not at all, no. That's no, The sad thing is, Dolores, that when you're in the military, whatever arm it is, they don't ask your permission to vaccinate. They just say that you're going overseas on operations. These are the vaccines you're likely to need and you trot off to the medical centre on a given date, given time, stand in the queue, get the vaccine. Now, some of those vaccines are two-part or three-part vaccines. So we had plague, for example, which was Black Death. Yeah. So as my understanding was that you were supposed to have three separate vaccines for yeah. plague. Yeah. 
Um, we got the first vaccine just shy of two weeks before the flight. And bear in mind, at that time, we didn't know when the flight was going to be because everything was yep. on standby. Yep. We had that flight, we flew in, and we didn't realise until we were chatting one day that we were on the same flight for New Year's Eve. We landed at Daman International Airport in Saudi Arabia. Yep. We went to the tent city in El Jabal, and straight away you're in this, this tented tunnel. And so they should have given you for each vaccine, like they're required to give you a piece of paper which would have potential side effects because mm. some of the side effects can take months or years. Yes. So for you to track the side effects with the so vaccine. So did got, they give you that? We got nothing for that, no paperwork at all. We got a card, um, which we had to carry through to say what vaccines you had and what stage of the vaccine you were at. And of course, when you land at El Jabal and you're in this, this tunnel, it, you hand your card over, they look at it and say, oh, you're still due to vaccines for the plane. Yeah. So you walk up to a table and there was two nurses there in effect. And one gave you a jab in the left arm and oh one God. gave you the, the, the third second one at the same time into the right arm. So you, where these were meant to be two weeks apart, suddenly you're getting both at the same That's time. That's crazy. And, and there, was, there was talk of people that because we were getting cholera vaccines and all sorts at the same time, there was people being injected for the plague at the top of the arm, being injected for cholera just below that, and the vaccine was leaking out the top vaccine, if you like. So it was dripping down your arm. Um, and then you were immediately put on three days rest once you got to the end of the tunnel so that you could get over. And what were the side effects the, for you? Or how well, did you the find initial it? side effects then were, were basically aching arms, a sort of feeling of lethargy. You didn't really want to do too much. You tended to sleep quite a bit. They, it was all done under the proviso of three days static acclimatisation where you could lay out on your bed in the sunshine. Well, this is winter time. Yeah. And even in the desert, it rains in the winter. So most people were just sitting in their 18 by 24, sitting on a on a camp bed, feeling sort of generally sorry for themselves, trying to have a giggle like yeah. military people do. Yeah. People starting smoking that hadn't smoked for years, just to sort of as something to do to and do. take the mind off. Yeah. And the one concern that was going around, I think, with everybody was what was in the vaccine and how long do the side effects of the vaccine and how long does the vaccine last for? Yeah. Is it does it mean that if we go on operations in five, six years' time, that we have to have a booster for that vaccine? Because everyone was feeling that sort of ill and sorry for themselves that we really didn't want any boosters yeah, that absolutely. Yeah. To, to have a return of what we were initially feeling. And of course, at the time, we had no idea that 10, 15, 20 years down the line, we would still have effects caused from those yeah, vaccines. Yeah, yeah. So I suppose what they should have done <coughs> is to tell you, you know, exactly what the vaccine was, what was in it, uh, what was the batch number and what are the, they're called adverse events, what were the side effects so that if you then developed, you know, because the side effects from vaccines can last lifetime and they may only develop because how you get 
uh, side effect is you can make safe and effective vaccines. But what has come out in the research is that they have, especially in the last 15 years, nanoparticles or metals in them. So things like not just aluminium, there was mercury, but there's things like cobalt, steel, nickel, titanium. So these are heavy metals. They are not really useful in the vaccine. And what they would do, I mean, we were very concerned when we saw all these metals because it's known that aluminium, for example, and metals, they cause um, diseases like Alzheimer's and neurocognitive decline. And in my opinion, there's no reason to be putting metals in vaccines at all. And what they do is they irritate your immune system. So they kind of have the shape like asbestos, right? And they're physically, you know, like ball bearings or like, you know, shards of metal. And your immune system tries to get rid of them, but they're too physically too big for the immune system to get rid of them. So they chronically, your immune system spends all the time, all of your life trying to get rid of them. And so it's, it's primed to get rid of them, but what it does, it's then activated and goes out of control basically and causes autoimmune disease. So you, everyone gets subtly different autoimmune diseases. So say if you may have got an autoimmune disease when you were you know, 60, 70, 80, if you get those kind of metals in your body at 18, 19, you will then, your immune system is essentially working overtime and the metals also go into your brain and they then seed an immune reaction in your brain, which you shouldn't have, and cause dead immune cells because they're trying to get rid of these metals. And it's that debris, is thought, that would then maybe seed infection or inflammation or plaques in your brain, which would then, you know, it's like a snowball effect. More immune cells come to get rid of the debris because they're trying to protect your brain. And that ends up destroying parts of your brain, which would then look like dementia. So really, what I think is it's like the metal is like a seed that starts off a chain reaction in your brain. But from a biology point of view, there is absolutely no reason why metals should be in the vaccine at all. Uh, and it's very concerning. But also each vaccine, so why it's so subtle is that you will get perhaps the autoimmune disease or the allergies that you would have been predisposed to maybe 60 years later, so that it's quite vague. One person might get arthritis someone else might get dementia, someone else might get multiple cirrhosis. So autoimmune diseases are seen to be the side effects, but they can take six months or a year or five years or 10 years. So the healthier you are when you're vaccinated, the longer it might take, because essentially your immune system is breaking down, trying to get rid of the metals. And then it might take 10 years, it might take 20 years. But people like me who study adverse events, we don't know what adverse events you're going to get if you don't know what vaccines you got because the ingredients of the vaccines are all different. So really, you should have got the adverse events. But the first thing as well is they should have asked for your permission, you know, informed consent. So in medicine, I know with the army it's different, but actually I think it's entirely unethical. You should be asked for it because as we see with COVID-19, that if you have a healthy immune system, you're probably better off defending against whatever you come across by being healthy, you know, and having good vitamin D, C and zinc yeah. and then getting treated, yeah. Oh. And, is, and is that something that still is carried on within the vaccine for the COVID, is the metals? Is it something that we're going to see again? Is it something that the population should be worried about? So the thing Are is... We, that, like repeating history? Yeah. 
So I think there's over 50, you know, there's like obviously um, in a way a vaccine is a product, right? So now, you know, if the governments are saying they're going to vaccinate the whole population of the world, you have a lot of companies making different vaccines to try and get licensed. Uh, and so there's over 50 vaccines. So we don't know, each one could be different. So there could be metals in it, but apparently, I think what people should know is that we say SARS-1 was of this RNA virus. And in 17 years, there has never been a safe and effective vaccine. So there was a cold, so the common cold is caused by coronavirus, which is also an RNA. And there was an institute for 40 years around the common cold and vaccines. And it was shut down after 40 years because they never made one. Can it cause genetic changes? So how many vaccines did you, like, did you have vaccines outside of the army or just no, in the... No, none outside no. the army, so I was never vaccinated as a child, um, by my medical right. theory that you catch it, you develop the uh, immune system. And I basically had everything that's killed German ones, it's everything that's been cut by. So how many vaccines would you have had? I don't know. So did you get paid? Did you get information about what when they were injecting you? Like, would you say you got uh, three or four? Head injuries, I can't really remember much about that. Wow. Also, a lot of my memory's been destroyed. I've got a huge lesion um, on the back of my brain which blocks certain memories going wow. to certain places. Uh, I've got over forty lesions on the brain. And what really confuses me is MS. Multiple sclerosis. Ha yeah. yeah, has no like they claim they do not know what causes it. Yet people are now getting paid out for safety pensions for having their MS attributed to service. Yeah, so and there was a precedence court case yeah, in the in the European Union where a businessman was getting me medical checks, you know, every year, and then he was got three vaccines and then he got multiple cirrhosis, so it went to a, the highest European court, it took about eight years, and in that decision, the multiple sclerosis was definitively connected with the injections of multiple sclerosis and he died you know much younger and the family that was a precedence case where they actually showed in the court that the multiple sclerosis but it's actually down you know autoimmune diseases arthritis multiple sclerosis are recognized adverse events from even you could get one vaccine so if you're getting six seven eight vaccines you are getting the combination as well of the adverse events from those vaccines but I suppose what people should know is that the metals in the vaccines, I don't find, there's no biological or medical reason why the metals should be there. So they go into, because they're like, they're like ball bearings and they can be smaller than the size of your cells. So not only do they enter your body, but they can actually go into the cell and into the nucleus and then they can shear the nucleus, you know? And uh, so there's no reason, but they do, they are known to cause, so just to say that, the kind of thing is that you can feel unwell, chronic fatigue, then you can get like allergies, and as your body breaks down, you know, so you might be a healthy person, 
you have to deal with the various metals that are in the vaccines. So your body breaks down, you get allergies because your immune system is stimulated to get rid of all the metals. And then it's overstimulated, so you start getting allergic. And what a lot of people actually, after the vaccine, say with children as well, that if they're given things like bananas or you know avocados, they then develop an allergy to what they've had because the adjuvants stimulate your immune system to develop against anything, especially in the first few weeks. So if you actually eat something, you then start to get food allergies because your body develops an immune reaction to the food. So you start off with the entire, then allergies, and then as your body breaks down, you get whatever autoimmune disease you may have been predisposed to. And so the side effects are things like all autoimmune diseases as 88 of them, including multiple cirrhosis, um, arthritis. But the other ones are around uh, dementia, so things like, and cognitive impairment, because the metals cause an immune reaction in your brain, where then as the plaques and lesions grow, you lose part of your brain. So your, your you know, IQ and, and ability, so that can be then diagnosed as dementia or Alzheimer's or Parkinson's. And then the major other one is effects around fertility and infertility. Second, 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 second.